0: Welcome to the Family Life Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. Our hope today is that this podcast brings life to you and that you leave this message encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live the amazing life God designed for you. Good morning, everyone. and Thanks for joining us on this stream. I hope you're hungry because today we're gonna to be making pancakes, or more specifically, one pancake, because I wanna tell you a story that. It's very possible it might be your story. It's a story of famine, faith, and favor. But before we get into that, I want you to think about this question. Why are you watching this stream today? You know, for some of you, it may be that you're a part of this church family, and so you're here for your weekly dose of encouragement for living the life of faith. Others of you may be in a season where you're searching for answers, trying to find some hope or just wanting to hear a good good word that's going to bring you some peace. Uh, Some of you may have just been scrolling through Facebook and saw a really good looking dude about to cook something and thought, well, this could be interesting. But no matter why you're here watching this live stream, there are a couple things that I know about all of us. Number one, every one of us, I believe, can find ourselves in the story that I'm about to tell you. And the second thing is this, is that there's something broader that's at work in our lives, in your life, and in mine. And I believe that this story can expose that broader picture, that thing that's going on for all of us today. So I want you to stick around as we talk about this story from 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. Now, let me set this up. In 1 Kings 17, we are at a time when there is a famine in the land. There's a drought and a famine. And God's man, Elijah, who is his prophet, is run out of a a source of food and a source of water. And God has now said to Elijah, hey, it's time for you to get up and go to a place where I'm gonna be able to take care of you. So we pick up on the story in 1 Kings chapter 17. I wanna read that to you now. Verse nine, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said, do not fear. You know, in times of crisis, in times of crisis, we most often end up focusing on our most fundamental needs, our fundamental needs. Specifically, these are the needs that help to preserve our lives, You know, you think about it this way, that we're all experiencing a time of crisis that's similar to what we're reading about here with the widow at Zarephath. It was a drought and a famine. It was a time of crisis that was impacting everyone, not just this woman, but it was also impacting God's man, Elijah. You know, the truth is, is that we, as we navigate through the season that we're in, we're not exempt from experiencing what the rest of the world experiences in terms of walking through this time of crisis. But it's how we're provided for that is the difference maker. And that's what I wanna point out to you today in this story. So when we come into a time of crisis, we begin to focus on our base core needs, the ones that preserve life for us. In fact, what we know is that it's in these times that we often abandon the extras and the frills. The truth is is that people today, are flying past the M&Ms on their way to the toilet paper. And the reason for that is because in times of crisis, we begin to think about the most fundamental needs that we have. This is the narrative that we hear from Elijah and this woman as he walks up in the middle of a drought and a famine and asks for a cup of water. And she responds by going to get that water. But then when he says, also bring me something to eat, some bread, it's too much for her. It's in this moment that she recognizes, now we have an issue because you're asking me for the very thing that I need to take care of myself and my son. In fact, this is all we have left. And fear in this moment begins a narrative for this woman. Fear begins to say what it says to all of us in a time of crisis. Fear says, take care of yourself. Fear says, you better go get it because nobody's gonna get it for you. In fact, fear tells you, take 20 packages because you never know when you might run out. What fear will not say to us is, hey, leave some for other people. Fear often drives us to a place where selfishly we began to look at our own fundamental basic needs and self-preservation. And here's what I want you to know is that if we're not watchful, fear can cause us to forfeit the future that faith has furnished for us. You see, in this story with this woman, this widow woman, not only was God looking out for his man, Elijah, in this time, but through looking out for Elijah, he was also looking out for this widow woman. And the truth is, is really, could any of us fault her for thinking this way? I find it hard to fault her for thinking this way. I can imagine that if I was left with just enough in my jar for one more pancake to feed myself and one of my children, I'd probably be thinking the same way. You know what? I don't have enough to go around. I'm going to make this, we're going to eat, and then that's it. And maybe that's where you find yourself today. Maybe you find yourself wondering, what am I going to do for work? You know, really honestly, can any of us fault this woman for thinking this way? I have a hard time finding fault in the way that she was thinking. I mean, I can't imagine if I had just enough left to make one cake and feed myself and one of my children, and I knew that was it. I'm not sure I'd be thinking about trying to share with everyone else at that moment. And certainly this is what was going through her mind. Fear was saying to her, there's not enough. Fear perpetuates a scarcity mentality. There's not enough to go around. And it's in this moment that we often find ourselves as well. And I know that there are people today who are feeling this way. They're wondering, am I going to have a job in a couple months? What if I get sick? What happens if a loved one gets sick? How are we going to navigate this season? How will I provide? I don't have enough. Here's all I have. And then that's, that's it. It's over. And fear begins this narrative that can talk us out of the future that faith is fashioning for us. The first thing that Elijah had to do in this moment is he had to find a way to calm her fears. And so he responds to her and says, do not fear. That's a tall order in a time like this. That's a tall order to say, don't fear when everything is running out, when you don't have enough. But Elijah knew the only way that he could get to that next place, that place of provision, is if he could convince her to not fear, but to just believe, just have faith. Now I told you that there was one thing that we all had in common, and that was that we could find ourselves in the story. And I believe this is one of those places where we can find ourselves in this story. You see, in order for any of us to move forward in faith, the first thing that we must do is overthrow fear. And love, the love of God, is what overthrows fear in our lives. So faith in God overthrows the fear in our lives that keeps us from advancing in God's provision and his plan. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to confront that fear and we have to find a point of faith. Now, sometimes God asks of us just to trust him, just trust me, without giving us a reason without giving us a narrative about the future. In fact, for those of us who are followers of Christ, we find that the strength to follow God without explanation comes from our having built a lifetime of knowing who he is. You see, the more you understand about who God is, the more you understand about the love of God, the more faith you have to trust God, even when you're not clear about what's next. In fact, here's what we know is that our revelation our knowledge, our experience, who we know God to be, how much we know about his love and how much he loves us, we'll never rise above that in our faith. We'll never go beyond that knowledge in our faith to trust God in moments when we don't understand the full narrative. And so when God asks us in moments to just trust him and lean on him, he knows where we are in our faith. He knows that we can do it and he'll never put us in a place where we can't lean on him because our faith is too small, but we can lean into him because of who we know that he is. But then there are times when we have to lean into faith and God gives us a word. And it's that word that causes us to be able to have the faith we need to move forward. You see, if you're a believer today, if you're a Christ follower today, you may in this season being asked by God to trust him without a lot of explanation. And what I want you to know is that if that's the case for you, rather than searching for the explanation to build your faith, just trust God for who you know that he is. You've done the work. You've leaned into the word. You've allowed yourself to build a a process and a rhythm of listening to the Holy Spirit trusting in the love of God. And God's asking you now to lean in like never before, even without clarity about how things might work out. He's saying, trust me. And I want to encourage you as a believer to lean into that trust. But if you're coming into a relationship with Christ, or maybe you're searching for answers, we recognize that your faith is going to come as the result of a word spoken to you. And so just like we see with this widow woman, in fact, I want to read to you here as we go on in the story, what happens next. So Elijah says, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. This is what God says. The bin of flour will not be used up, nor will the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. You see, Elijah gave this woman a word around which she could build her faith. And it was that word that allowed her to overcome the fear and take the step to go and grab that little bit of flour she had left and that little bit of oil that she had left and to actually make the man of God a cake, because it's that step of faith that unlocks her future. But it was the word that Elijah had given her to say, if you will do this, God will provide. If you will take this step, your jar will never run out. Your oil will never run out. Until things return to normal, until this crisis is over, you will be provided for. Guys, I want you to listen to me today. As a Christ follower, you have the promise of God that he's working on your behalf and he's gonna work things out for you to provide for you even in the time of crisis that we all are sharing together. God is working on your behalf and he's gonna provide for you healing, provision, opportunity. For you as a new believer or someone who is just stepping into curiosity of God, what's this faith thing all about? Here's what I want you to know. Here's your word of faith that God said in his word, that if we will put our trust and faith in him, that he will be our provider, that if we'll acknowledge him in all that we do, he will direct our paths, that he'll do abundantly above all we can think or imagine according to the power that works in us. I wanna give you the faith today to take the step you know you need to take, to ask Christ into your life, to make him your leader in life, to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that step of faith that you're, how do I do this? What do I, do? I wanna give you a word right now. This word is that God loves you. God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29 and 11. We know that all things, God is at work. The plan for you is good, not destruction, not to harm you. Let that word give you the faith to take the step you know you need to take because that faith is connected to the future that god has fashioned for you you know maybe you were sliding by and you're like hey this guy's gonna do a cooking show this could be interesting and you stop for that reason i want you to know that i don't believe you stopped by accident you see what we often call accident god calls divine appointment when i think about elijah and this widow woman when god says to elijah look I've I've provided for you. I've already been talking to this woman and she's gonna take care of you. I provided a widow woman there to take care of you. What was God doing? He was setting up a divine appointment, a a divine time at which two people's paths would cross and what they both needed would be supplied by their cooperation together. See, there's there's no accident that I'm here streaming this today and that you slid by and thought, oh, cooking show, let me stop or whatever reason that you stopped, this is a time of divine appointment, that God would say, I wanna get to you what you need. What you need today is a word of faith, a word of hope that says, God has a plan. He's a provider, he's a healer, he hasn't stopped. He's not worried about the things that are going on in the earth today. But if you by faith will take the step you know you need to take, if by faith you hear this word to say, I believe that God's got my back, And you'll take that step of faith. He will provide. He'll care for you. He'll see you through this. You'll thrive, not just survive in this season. And that's exactly what we see the woman with the mill barrel doing. She takes what little she has and she opens it up and she makes a cake for Elijah. So I know that some of you today might be thinking, I'm I'm out, I have nothing left. I have nothing to give. What am I gonna do? My supplies run dry. You may be thinking, I've done all that I can do, now what? Now what do I do next? But I want to say to you today, it might feel like your your barrel has run out. It might feel like you have no more source of provision. But if you will lean into God, what we call scarcity, God says is my opportunity to provide for you. And I believe today that though we may be looking at a meal barrel that is empty, a jar that is empty, there's nothing left. What I want you to know today, we might see nothing, but God sees more than enough. He sees abundance and all you can eat, pancake buffet. That's what God wants to provide for you. Put your faith in him, trust in him, lean in, take the step you know you need to take and let God be your provider. So I wanna pray for you today. Whether you're a believer and you're feeling the crunch and the fear and the anxiety of the crisis, or you're looking for answers and hope, or you just happen to spin by, I wanna pray for you. And I wanna pray with you. If you're in a place today where you'd say, I wanna know Christ as my personal savior. I wanna receive him into my life. I want him to lead me by faith into the good things that God has for me, then I wanna pray this simple prayer with you. I'm gonna ask all of you to pray this after me. Just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. I believe the Spirit of God raised you from the grave and you're alive today. I'm asking you to forgive me. Bring me into relationship with you. Cause me to live by faith the life you have for me. Help me to be all that I can be and to do your plan for my life. I'm so excited that you prayed that prayer. If you did, we wanna know. I'm gonna ask you just as simply, if you prayed that prayer, to text the word yes to the number that's on your screen right now. We wanna know. We wanna reach out and connect with you. And a final word of encouragement for you today. If you're a believer, you may be Elijah in this story. It may be that God wants to move on your life to take you to a place where you can provide for another by letting him provide for you. Church, stay in faith. Let God continue to work in your life. He will see us through this, and we're gonna come out with abundance. Our mill barrel is gonna be full, our oil jar is gonna be full, and we're gonna walk in abundance through this season. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Our hope is that you are encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live out the amazing life that God has designed for you. We pray that this message was fresh air to you. If you made a decision to ask Jesus to become the leader of your life, We'd love for you to let us know. Please text the word YES to 740-387-7778. If you'd like to reach out to Family Life Church, please visit our website at yourfamilylife.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day.